Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, episode 65 of the Talk and Power podcast. We are transmitting on 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. That was my best Simon impersonation again. That wasn't bad. Also, streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Listen Notes. And also, www.talkandpower.com.au. How'd I go, Todd? Is that all right? Pretty good. Better than before? Yeah. Okay, look, thanks for joining us. If you're tuning in for the first time, we are a motoring and motorsport podcast based here in Perth, Western Australia, and we transmit through 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive, through the Swan Valley, and also uh, via our podcast station, um, which I just talk and power podcast. So yeah, that's right. Go to our website, you can get all of our podcasts there. Todd, what have you been up to? Been busy? Yeah. Yeah. Busy. And Busy with the. We'll talk about the Evo a bit later on yeah. in the podcast. We won't. We won't. We won't touch on that right now. We won't ruin the surprise. We won't. The surprise is there. Or like a surprise. I don't right. know. Like we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about it on some level. All right. Uh, look, Formula One. We had another race. I think it was one of the best races of the year, to be honest. Yes, um, I believe so too. Silver, Silverstone. One thing I wanted to mention, which I saw sort of coming up, um, isn't it interesting that. The Silverstone race, which was in Britain, um, was on the same day as the Wimbledon final and also the same day as a World Cup cricket final, all in London. I didn't notice that myself. Yeah. So isn't that amazing? We have three... I mean, the cricket probably stole the headlines, let's be honest. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, I think the cricket the cricket certainly stole the headlines um, for a myriad of reasons, I would say. But the Super Over, I believe... Because I didn't watch the cricket. Did you watch it at all? You didn't even know no. it was on. <laughs> you tell me to look at my face. <laughs> fair enough. No, that's fair enough. I'm not, cricket's not for everyone. But even the Wimbledon final was a big final. Federer and um, Dokic as well. That went down to five sets, I believe. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. 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 And uh, then we had Lewis Hamilton um, bring home probably, I'm going to call it, probably his best race of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On the back of last year, where we had the the height of his disappointment, where he spun on the first lap and then came right back, but wasn't able to get the win, and Ferrari took the win, and and Sebastian Vettel took great pleasure in letting the British know that um, that they won it on their home ground. I think to come back twelve months later and win it in that style, in which both Mercedes cars really were dominant. Yeah. Um, but it was it was hard. It wasn't an easy. It wasn't a it wasn't an easy win for Lewis. No, it wasn't. So, and I, I was I was extremely impressed by by this win. I think this was his best win of the year. I won't say of all time, no. But I think of the year, the British Grand Prix will go down as probably um, the best race for him in the last twelve months. Interestingly enough, I think Sebastian is probably if, if he if. If he wasn't under a lot of pressure then, he, he certainly is now. We keep yeah. talking about the perceived pressure. Um, young Charles Leclerc is really starting to get his groove in the Ferrari. Yeah. 
uh, and given that they're a, probably a, a lower rung, um, th- sorry, that car is arguably doesn't have all the good bits in it. I don't know if it does or it doesn't, but I would suggest it doesn't. I think he's doing a magnificent job, uh, Charles, an absolutely magnificent job. Um, also, um, Max Verstappen as well. Um, I think common sense prevailed once again. Uh, his move on um, Charles Leclerc, I think, was, um, you know, I, I don't think there was anything untoward there. I think that was it was well fought those between those two guys. Um, I, you would have to suggest, but uh, who would be under a fair bit of pressure? Who, who would you call a bit under pressure at the moment? Nico Hulkenberg, would he be up there? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, anyone else say Daniel Ricciardo? No, I don't think he is. I think he's outperforming Nico enough now to, oh, to, okay. to guarantee his spot there. I certainly do. And when I see people like Lando Norris really dominating as well, yeah. I think there'd be a fair bit of heat on um, on, on Nico in that, in that second Renault, no doubt. Um, yeah. And even, I would argue, also Sebastian Vettel would start feeling the heat now because... Daniel's going okay in that in that Renault. Yeah, you don't agree with me. No, I don't. I can see by the look in your face. You don't. You don't agree with me. Maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I should just, you know, it is the first year in a new car. And maybe I'm expecting too much. So, yeah. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah. You know? No, no. I, I, I think he's done reasonably well in that car. Uh, look, this this week we also had um, confirmation of some of the regulations that they're looking at for 2021. Uh, and they're looking at reshaping basically Formula One. Um, they're looking at, obviously, one of the pillars of their strategy is more raceable cars. So in two years' time, um, they're going to be changing the ground effect on the car. Um, what, the problem is still is still now that when the two cars are following each other closely, yeah. there's a loss, there's a huge loss of downforce. Yeah. So they really need to move away from that. That's one of their, their um, pillars. The other one was more competitive grids as well. I think this is a bit pie in the sky sort of stuff. I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, yes, in any sport, we're looking for more competitive grids, but they, they're talking about tightening up the first, the top half of the field by... You know, or they say half, but what I what I don't understand is how how we're going to do that. They're talking about removing some of the driver aids uh, and the reduction of our car to pit telemetry, but I don't know if that's going to tighten up the field that oh. that substantially. I'm going to generalise here a lot, mm. and people will probably correct correct me. So feel free to write in, correct me. You know, there's an invite to some of the listeners. Yep, politely, I might add, please. Um, didn't we have this with the 110% rule? Mm, yeah. And also, like, forgive me if I'm wrong, I miss fuel pit stops. I mm. know it's a safety thing and the whole rest of it, but... No. I, and really, no, that's, telemetry, that's... less telemetry, yeah, but make them stop a bit more. Yeah. Like, bring it back to, you know... I agree. I, I mean, agree. I think I, I watched the Champ car the other day, well, IndyCar. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they still did, did fuel. I'm trying to remember watching it now. I watched a lot of motorsport on the weekends. And yep. I'm like, it was almost more exciting. Mm, yes. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. They're also talking about making the cars a bit more wow, a bit more wow factor in them as well. Uh, so there, I have seen some um, 
renderings of a McLaren, uh, sorry, not a McLaren, a Mercedes in 2021, and it does look quite quite good. Some of the uh, also the financially viable uh, options that they're looking at is making a standardised brake system, a ban on hydraulic suspensions, a restriction on the use of exotic materials, uh, standardised radiators, um, making a frozen specification on gearbox parameters and standardized pit equipment for all teams so that'll be interesting to see how that that is yeah. these are just um so ideas project right. blueprint yeah yep <laughs> so look anyway that's uh that's where we're at with formula one at the moment so they're off to the german grand prix next round yeah hoppenheim so can't wait for that one can't wait for that one did you catch the tcr at all a little bit of it. Yeah. Amongst yep. some other things on the weekend. So, yeah. Look, yeah. to be honest with you, I didn't see it. I've caught it up on highlights and um, I didn't see all of it. But the one thing I really wanted to talk about here is not so much the race. It was also this um, clash that we can see coming up on the horizon next year. So I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, the TCR Australia have asked to be a support bill for Adelaide 500, which is coming up yes. um, next year. Uh, supercars have objected to that so now believe it or not even though it's not their event the Adelaide 500 is not their event they do have veto powers there so they can kibosh the the TCR from that round if they choose to do so and it we believe we have reason to believe that is actually the case oh where's where's the third judge we need him Simon right now would be the he doesn't like the supercars. He's not a fan of TCR that much. So no, he's warming to TCR as well. well if you, you listen to his last podcast, he's even warming to the Super Utes, which was interesting. I don't think he was feeling well. So <laughs> we should also add we'll be catching up with Simon a bit later on in this podcast as well. So he'll be coming in a bit later on. But anyway, yeah. I didn't. It's interesting to see that that's where we're heading. I, I thought the racing at the last round at Tail and Bend was awesome. Yeah, looked really good. We had Garth Tander take his first win in the TCR in the Audi, uh, which was great to see the Audi get its first win for the championship. Uh, Will Brown took his um, took the second race. Uh, that's his fourth victory for the year. I believe he's leading the points as well, Will Brown, at the moment. That was in the I-30, Will Brown's car. Yeah. And John Martin scored Holden. Holden. Honda's first win for the TCR as well. That's not even his car. He was borrowing that car. That's not bad. So his car is still being rebuilt. So it, it really interesting. He, he drove really well, John Martin, I must say. He qualified in fourth and got the lead within seven laps and never looked um, never looked like losing that spot, to be honest. Yeah. So great things happening over there in the TCR, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this, I don't want to call it a war, but it'd be interesting to see how this plays out in the coming months in the in regards to the Adelaide 500. You want to just quickly touch on what was some of the other motorsports you caught caught up with? Um, I'm trying to think what else I watched on the weekend. Um, I said I watched a little bit of IndyCar. Yeah. And I know that I think I don't even think it was around on, but I've actually been following it a bit on um, a highlights package that I've been watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did I catch? I did actually watch some um, drag racing from, well, some from the US. Yep. And normally I do watch a little bit, of course, but I was watching some, oh, I don't even know what to call it. They called it the Thunder from something or other. And it was some track in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They had a full street outlaw category, they called it. Oh, yeah. 
I reckon I counted five people in the stands. Oh, okay. Just something streaming on well, Motor Trend. Oh, yeah. And, oh, Motor Trend. I didn't, yeah, I didn't and watch I was, I was like, puzzled. I'm like, there's obviously that much, like, well, that many cars in mm. the US that they can get five spectators, but they had a full field. Hmm. I'm like, imagine if you had that over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Grudge Kings a bit later on, actually. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a bit later on. Okay, well, look, on that note, we'll take a short break and we'll be back right after this. Episode 65 of the Talking Power podcast, transmitting through frequency modulation, Todd, on 88.5 FM. Where the valley comes alive. Very good, Todd. Very good. Yeah, we're, so we're transmitting through on Saturday morning, if you're listening to us, on 88.5 FM. We also go out via Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, <laughs> iTunes, and our website as a podcast as well. So you can catch us there. If you didn't get us on the Saturday morning in the Swan Valley or Midland area, you can catch us there as well. That's right. Okay, um, Grudge Kings was one and one this year. The 2K19 event, Grudge Kings 2.0, uh, however you want to call it. It's the second time Poe has run the event. We actually caught up with Poe last year, did an interview with him. Poe's a great guy, Poe Tung, that is. He's the promoter of the event and um, did a really good job again. Um, th- this is basically, for the, for the uninitiated, let's, let's just, we, we need to probably explain what Grudge Kings is or isn't um for the uninitiated grudge kings is your best pro mod door slammer pro slammer cars running in australia rules are very simple there are no rules (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah any power out is look uh, Poe does a very good job. There are rules, of course. They have to meet them uh, necessary safety mandates, of course, and uh, they're all sanctioned by IHRA. So I should be very careful when I'm saying this. There, are, of course, there are rules. There safety yeah. rules, and all those cars comply to uh, the necessary IHRA safety mandates. So yeah, I should clarify that there are rules, of course. In Pro Mod, the first prize was a big fifty thousand dollars. That's huge for Australia. It's huge yeah. money. Huge prize money. The, arguably, the man that started all this was Donald Long in the US. He his lights out and no mercy races in the US on on radials. That is, he was the first to put up uh, fifty thousand dollars and still does so to this day. But Poe has basically been able to do that. But not only did he put up fifty thousand for Pro Mod, he also put up fifty thousand dollars for Pro Street as well. So. Hats off to Poe and his team over there at Grudge Kings. They do it once a year and they do it really well. It's not just about the, the racing. It's also a bit of a car show and it's a bit of car culture, I'd say. You know, yeah. there's, there's some really great cars of all all walks that, that participate. Anyway, look, we'll just go quickly go through the winners here. Um, so the winner in Pro Mod was Greg the Mauler Saccharides, the T Silent Todd, I learned. Okay. Uh, he won in his twin turbo Mustang. That car just looks fast, literally just sitting there on the line. And he ran in one of his races against Paul Mahoyet, the reigning pro uh, slammer champion. Get this, a 563, 272 mile an hour. 
that is crazy mile an hour. That is like, I'll, I'll, I'll quantify it for you. Yeah. Erica Enders has the mile an hour record in the US in um, Pro Mod. Yep. Now, obviously, they have a weight break and they have, a, they can only 36 pound of boost. These guys didn't have those limitations. Yeah. She holds a record at 261 mile an hour. So Greg's gone 11 mile an hour over that. Admittedly, we've no mandate on weight but still that is an incredible pass Paul to his credit this wasn't the final unfortunately but Paul to his credit went a 561 he lost that race so got mild an hour (laughs) big time 253 is quick as well in in Paul's car but that would have been phenomenal being in Paul's car watching Greg go past you at 20 mile an hour faster at the top end would have been incredible. Anyway, so Greg won over in Pro Mod over Steve Ham. He's no slouch. Let me tell you, Steve Ham. Yeah. He's certainly no slouch. Uh, Jeremy Callahan took the win in Pro Street over Craig Hewitt. And Daniel uh, Camilleri, he grabbed the Pro Mod, Pro Modified 10K win against Steve Athens. Um, and in Pro Elite, it was Michael Hamondos. Uh, in Pro Elite over George Raham took ten grand, so it was big money up for grabs here. It wasn't just a um, just a day out for a measly fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it's good to see. Good to see that there's some money in Pro Mod Racing, which is what we love. Yeah, that's right. We'll touch on a four hundred Thunder a bit later on in the podcast yeah. as well for those listeners that are curious because our last podcast we'd said that there was no calendar. There is now a calendar for the four hundred Thunder, yeah, which we're quite excited about, and a streaming service as well. Yeah, I fell off the chair. We'll get to that. I won't ask you now. We'll get to that <laughs> later on. Yeah. Hey, you want to give us a quick rundown on the um, Targa West Rally Sprint? Yeah. So it was. Um not the weekend just got the weekend before mm. um, down at Quinana yep. of course and this is the uh, well the precursor to Tiger West mm-hmm. it's sort of a chance to get your car out and uh, see if you're ready for Tiger West and see if you're not ready I guess yep. you'd say so I believe they had a, um, a full field yeah like, okay and which again shows how popular motorsport is in Perth mm. in fact it was oversubscribed yeah okay which was the same as Targa Bummery, the same as Targa Southwest, and yeah, it's that's good. Yeah, that is good. I like to hear stories like this. But um, I mean, and Targa guys do a wonderful job. And I know they have very busy calendars, so mm. I'm not saying to them, you know, um, they need to put more events on. And I'm also not suggesting that somebody needs to come and put some competition in. But dating back a few podcasts, we had this whole WA Motorsports what do we call it the plan oh that was the strategy yeah, I'll that's if right. you, hang on a sec I'll just grab it for you I'll, yeah, keep, no it, I'll keep a copy of it right here <laughs> you, you keep chatting away yeah no worries but uh, anyway my point is um, what's good to see is that this happens um, and I hope someone that wrote this document that Nick has just produced yep, that was sitting, Western sitting, Australian motorsport strategy Todd that was sitting laminated on the mantelpiece you know with highlighter all over it. Look at that. It's yeah, legit. Oh, yeah. If yeah. we were filmed, people would be impressed. But um, I do keep this close by. I hope people are saying that people want to compete in motorsport and WA. Like, I, th- I think the state government is firmly behind you as well, Todd. I, I, and well, well I hope this. so. Yep. So, yep. but again, I said hats off to the Tiger guys. I put on an awesome event. I um, 
had a lot of friends that went down and had a look. But, uh, yeah, the results were um, Paul Brockbank in mm-hmm. his Evo 6 yep. came in first place. He Just, came third or second at the Bunbury? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I'm pretty sure it was second. Yeah, yeah I think it was second. Off the top of my head. Yep. But he just pipped our, uh, well, our favourite, uh, Mark Greenham. The man that in, sat there? Yeah, the man that sat in here, by mm-hmm. in second place. Yep. And there was a Daniel in an Evo 10 that mm-hmm. came in third. Evo 10? Yeah. Isn't that what you refer to as the Evo? No, I never said that. <laughs> I nearly looked at buying one a week ago, so I'm not going to say that anymore, Nick. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> He's never said that. Yeah. Someone said it. It wasn't me. No. Maybe it was Simon. Sorry, Simon. You're not here to defend yourself. <laughs> you can tell me off later. So, um, but the good news is still a second place for Mark Greenham. Mm. In the overall points, which I actually have in front of me, that puts him a good couple of hundred points ahead of Will White. Yeah, okay. To take out the Target Cup. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's good to see. In saying that, we're less than two weeks away now from Targa West, which is the, correct me if I'm wrong, the the grand final to... No, sorry, three weeks away. I'm getting ahead of myself. Three. No, I think... Hey, you are, yeah, three weeks. Don't you? Oh, sorry. By the time this goes to air, two weeks, yeah. but as we yeah. speak, three. Yeah. No, you're right. That's the um, that's the granddaddy. That's the, you know, the grand final. The AFL the, grand final yeah, of the, Targa. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's, that's coming up. Okay. But, um... Yeah, there you go. So. No, thanks for that, Todd. We appreciate that. That's your insight into Targa has been much appreciated. And I think this year, I mean, I think our listeners would agree we've had a big focus on Targa and Targa, everything Targa. Yeah. I think it's such a a, a growth sport in, in Western Australia. Yeah. Uh, well, probably not a growth sport. It's probably grown already. Um, a pretty, it's probably... Yeah, already done. It's grown, I guess, but it's it's huge in in Western Australia. Yeah, I never it, realised how big it was. It did die off a couple of years ago. Um, again, as Mark has said to us, and other people like Denver, who have sat in the very seat across from me, mm. I think because of finances. Yep. But uh, hopefully now, you know, people are realising, hey, I can afford it, mm. and uh, and look, the thing at the end of the day is, as I keep harping on, go do it safely. Yeah. Like. You know, um, it's one thing you go, I want to go to Targa. Mm. But if you can't do it safely, well, yeah, maybe take a little bit of a step back and go, okay, how do I do it safely? Mm. Because trust me, doing it safely is going to be a lot more fun for you than doing it unsafely and wrecking a car. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So. <laughs> no, agree with you there. 100%. All right, look, we'll take a break there and we'll be back right after this. Okay, episode 65 of the Talking Power podcast, transmitting on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, www.talkingpower.com.au and 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. Come on, Todd, you let me down there. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at you, you know. Aren't we talkingpower.net or we talkingpower.com? No, .com.au. Okay. We are .net as well if you want to. You can get to us by .net, but you can get to us by .com.au. 
And if you're in the city of Swan area, Midland, Morley, and all those surrounding areas, the Swan Valley, lovely Swan Valley, I'm always in the Swan Valley, you can get us on 88.5 FM. Great radio station. Good people to work with. We've really enjoyed our time with working with all the Jimmy and Peter and all the guys at 88.5 FM. They've been really great and very endorsing of our product. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Corvette release. Now, I, I, got a bit, I got a bit excited about this because I'll be honest with you, we haven't seen a new car release like this for a long time. Now, I know social media gives you a different lens on new car release, but when it completely and utterly dominates your news feed on your social media, yeah. I think they're doing something right. Oh yeah, I had there was guys I follow in the US on YouTube and Instagram mm. that were live feeding them watching the live feed stream. Yeah. And I thought at first I laughed and then I yeah, went, Hang on, this is so serious. These guys are streaming themselves watching watching the stream. Yeah. Which yeah. and they were getting thousands of views and it was insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. One of the things I want to say, Todd, is that is are we missing something here? That well, I mean, is it is it the fact that the the Camaro this it's not been confirmed or denied, but GM have sort of slated the Camaro as a dead duck in 2023, I think, or the end of 2022. That's not confirmed or denied. That's a rumor yeah. at this stage. Did that make the release of the Corvette all that more important, or is it the fact that this is a pretty whole a whole change to an existing car we're not just talking like tail lights and and a couple of things here we're talking the car has modified significantly been changed i'll go d all the above yeah yeah (laughs) i think i think the camaro the 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 ending or the the end of the camaro being touted as soon yeah has really put the spotlight on the corvette but it was great to see i I think i liked it myself personally i like the fact that it's mid-mounted as well yeah, uh, I don't know what our listeners think of that. Uh, that's they can let us know, I guess. Um, it looks like a. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I quite liked it. I think I messaged you, Nick, and actually, when mm. I'm quite a fan of this thing. Um, mm. But thinking about it a couple of days later, it feels like an overgrown Lotus. And I know there's a few Lotus people out there that are going to disagree with me. But um, arguably, I think that in the US they sell a thing called the Venom. Is it mm. The Venom, which is a Lotus chassis stretched out with a v8 jam in the middle yep and i had just a little faint glimpses of that and yeah, okay like, but still i think Corbett are doing the right thing i mean look i just think it's it's um in a world you know the world that we're living in at the moment where yeah. we're pushing electric and certainly hybrid technology we're also pushing ride sharing we're being we got ride sharing in our face all the time. The Corvettes to me was an moment to yeah. all of that. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Well, I am. I'm saying it's right. I yeah. mean, I'm, gonna, I, I'm I'm all for electric cars. I'm all for a hybrid technology, and I'm all for ride sharing as well. But it's not me. Yeah, it's not something. Mind you, in saying that. <laughs> Here we go. Yep. I actually subscribed to Uber just the other day for the first time. Oh, get with the program, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I'm the first time user to Uber, and I must, oh. I must admit, I was, I was impressed. But I needed it in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne. 
Yeah. As you know, and I, I just, you know, even though the tram system is very good over there, uh, I just needed a couple of times to get around town and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm an Uber user now. Yeah, I've used it for a while. And, um, yeah, I think I've only had one bad trip so far out of two, three dozen. So. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Um, anyway, look, this 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 car to me represents the two finger salute to those to all that technology, yeah. and and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but well, no, I am. I'm calling, <laughs> I'm saying this is what I I really I think this car is what what General Motors needed, and I'd really hate to see the Camaro go, but I mean, all things aside, it looks really great to see this car and it is slated to be coming to australia as well yeah which is huge so yeah. i mean um one thing i also sort of had a big chuckle about and again i think i said to you in private nick was so ford um you put a twin turbo v6 in your new gt mm. um do you want to retract that car maybe and try again you know like no i, I think this is you, where i disagree uh, I, okay, I actually yeah. disagree with you I, I actually think the twin turbo v6 in the gt is not, I wouldn't call it the ace card, and I, I reckon G, GM probably do hold the ace card right yeah. now, but I don't think we're that far. I, I think we are talking like for like, just about. And I, I okay, yeah, I, I still big fan of the GT, still big right. fan of its twin turbo V6. The, the mo- okay, to be fair though, I'm retracting a little bit of my statement, it sounds pretty good. The twin turbo V6. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what I mean. It, yeah, I, 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 it's it's up there. The it's, note it's, that it makes is pretty unique. It's. I mean, I must admit, GM have now played the. We'll see your. How you calling cards? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see you. They played their hand, I guess. But there's no replacement for displacement. No, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, big fan of the Corvette, and I was really impressed by how GM rolled this car out, and the the attention it got. It even made its way somehow to my wife's news feed as well. Even she knew. Wow. Even she knew that the new Corvette was out. So that says something, doesn't it? Yeah, that does. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's amazing to get that sort of spread. So to their media people and to their social media people, whatever you call them, I think they've done an absolutely magnificent job. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Hey, new segment. I don't know if we'll have it. We won't have this every week or every, every podcast, but yep. we've got listener comments. There you go. So some people have written in to us. Now, speaking of the Camaro, um, Stu writes to us. He says, interesting comment about Holden teams racing the ZB for the foreseeable future when everyone expected them to go Camaro. I guess they got the email saying Chev is stopping construction of the popular two-door in 2022. Next year's Z28 has been canned. Chev are going to invest in new markets, whatever that means. More Chinese front-wheel drive and ugly SUVs, I suppose. So what do you, I mean, Stu's probably 100% on the money there. I think that, yeah. look, I mean, Holden actually said their strategy, even in their motorsport, and continuing the ZB was promoting the Arcadia and the other, the, what's that other one? The Equinox that, that, that um, was their other SUV that they're running with. So interesting. Thanks, Stu, for those comments. Uh, Adam wrote, yes, I love the FOSS. Festival of Speed, is, Festival of Speed he is referring to. That's Adam from the... Uh, pod filter podcast oh, yep, yep so he writes yes i love the festival of speed it's high up on my bucket list pretty sure they've never had a 66 cyclone there before and you know what adam i would suggest they haven't either he's 
his 66 cyclone. Maybe that. Oh, look, Todd's looking like... Oh, I couldn't touch off my head. I'd have to dig through. Todd's been there, Adam, so we... Um, yeah, I had a friend over there this year that reminded me almost hourly that it was on. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks to that friend. He's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Johnny writes, uh, I hope Days of Thunder is on the list for a movie review. So, I didn't even think about that, telling yeah. you the truth. That's really bad. You told me no one goes to the outside of turn four. No, unless I got the match tyres yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. That's where we're all the comments already. Sorry, we'll, we'll save that one. But, uh, well, actually, funny Top Gun too. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be out surely. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Hey, and Denver. Denver rode in as well. Denver Parker. He wrote, regarding their TCR cars, at a rough, uneducated guess, it's the rear tyre temp thing and a combo of lift-off, oversteer, or just the tyres letting go due to them not getting hot enough. Front gets all the energy forces of the drive and braking uh, and not much else. And in cases like Garth's lose, he feels there's a heap of grip which there was in the front, but the back, was, the back wasn't at the same level. I imagine they're all fairly heavily sprung too, so the back wouldn't be as forgiving as it could be if they had a softer spring that didn't need as much temp, tire temp to maintain the grip. So that was in reference to my comment about Garf's, uh, he spun out of control, I think it was round two, yeah. and how easily he came unstuck. So Denver wrote in, that was just his thoughts, and I would suggest he's 100% on the money. Actually, I'll tell a little story about Denver. I know he listens to the podcast. He probably knows from a little bit of experience. He hasn't driven a TCR car at that level, but a friend of ours back in the day had a very, very, well, I wouldn't say very high horsepower, but a very highly sprung Toyota. And I actually recall watching Denver spin that thing out well, not spin it out, but get it quite sideways and out of control. And for a front-wheel drive car, it was one of the scariest things I've ever driven mm. and been in. Yeah, okay. And for that reason, it was sprung quite a, a certain way that would lift off oversteer. And when you have your driving wheels and your steering wheels going the wrong way and the tail going a different way, it can be quite exciting. Yeah. So so Denver talks from experience. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Denver. And also, Stu wrote in, um, this is Stu Bond. He wrote, are you up to speed with, this is in reference to running on empty. Now, yeah. Stu was actually part of the part of the crew. So, Stu wrote, are you up to speed with a film originally being made in WA, then moved to New South Wales? My uncle was involved in the art direction until it left WA, and I was helping assemble a 54 Chev for him, and we visited a workshop in Birdswood to see some of the cars being built for the film. I remember a late 40s Hearst and the 57 Chev being highly modified four-door. Interesting political backstory about the decision to change the shooting location, if you like political machinations. So thanks for that, Stu. We will, yeah. I've been meaning to contact Stu and we'll get him on and do a little bit of an interview. So thanks, Stu, for writing in and letting us know about that. Much appreciated. All right, on that note, we'll take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Okay, episode 65 of the Talk and Power podcast here with... To- you know, did I even introduce you? Know you know what? I was about to correct you and go, you haven't introduced us yet, Nick. Jeez, we're, we're halfway through the podcast. I haven't even introduced. How terrible. Anyway, I'm Nick DeChimbrey and you are Todd Brinkworth, my co-host. <laughs> yeah, most days. Simon <laughs> is coming in. Uh, we'll have Simon. He, I don't think he's coming in, but we'll have him on the phone shortly. Todd, now... 
at our last podcast, we said that the 400 Thunder calendar had not been released, and I thought that was a bit unusual. That's correct. Now, whether it was unusual or not, that's up to interpretation. I guess that's just my opinion. But anyway, it has now since been released. So, round one, we are off to, not us, but, the, well, maybe, who knows. Yeah. <laughs> I got a free weekend. Why not? You know, <laughs> round one, the first and second of November, the Atlantic Oils East Coast Thunder. Round two is the fourth of January, New Year's Thunder. That's at sorry. The first round is at Sydney. The second round is at Willowbank. Round three, eighteenth of January, Sydney Raceway. That will be Santos Summer Thunder, not Santo. Let's say it like an Italian. Santo. Santo. Round four, 10th of April, uh, Super Thunder. That's from Willowbank Raceway. That's the 10th of April, 2020. Round five will be the 2nd of May, 2020. That's from Sydney. That's the Gulf Western Oils Nitro Thunder. And the grand final, of course, Willowbank Raceway, 4th to the 7th of June. That's their long weekend over there in Queensland. It is the Gulf Western Oils Winter Nationals. So hats off to Gulf Western Oils and Atlantic Oils and all the sponsors getting behind uh, the 400 Thunder and getting that calendar out. Now, they have also rolled out their subscription uh, fees and how they will work this year. So if you want to watch 400 Thunder this year, and I would suggest there would be a few of you, you can get a seven-day pass, and that will give you... Um, seven-day access to the live stream, assuming you sign up in <laughs> adequate yep. time. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And you can also watch a replay as well, of course. So you've got <clears throat> access for seven days. That'll come in at nine ninety-nine Australian dollars. The three-month pass will be twenty-four ninety-nine, and the twelve-month pass will be forty-nine ninety-nine. So, you, you know, I mean, I've had discussions with people about this. If, do you want my two cents worth? You go on. I think it's I think it's fair. I, I don't I don't think it's expensive. I don't think it's not expensive. I, I don't I don't. I'm, I think it's fair. Fifty bucks. You you signed up for a whole year. You can watch drag racing whenever you want. Replays. Now some would argue. Some would argue that's only a six round. Yeah, uh, series. I'm about to. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so let's so go on. You 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 argue your point. <sighs> This is what the podcast is about, Todd. Yeah, I know. We're getting there. Um, you, all you're getting is drag racing. Hmm. Like, again, I mean, I've got Foxtel. Yep. Um, and all I actually have in Foxtel is the sports package. That's hmm. it. That costs me 55 a month. A yeah, month, okay. A month. Now, I get MotoGP, F1, V8 Supercars. Oh, super, sorry, supercars. I believe I even get, I haven't even watched it a couple of times, I even get the British Touring Car Championship every now and then. Mm. So I'm getting four different motorsports. I'm also getting cricket, AFL. Not my, you know, my cup of tea. Entirely, Why not? But, Kids uh, love watching. AFL. how often that saved us? What? You're, are you allowed to say that I've got a, one of your subscriptions? <laughs> Is that fine? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Oh, if it's not, oh, we'll no, cut no. it out. No, no. <laughs> my kids, my kids love it. Well, that's good. See, the boys are getting benefit. I well, see the Eagles and Hawthorne game wasn't live. 
Well, there you it go. didn't come on TV till after the game had finished. So I get, Ash, I get soccer, or sorry, English football, or whatever you want to call it. And I must admit, I watch it every now and then. But you get a little bit of an English football fan. Nick's looking at me like he's going to kill me in a minute. <laughs> so, no, 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 but that's... And then, I mean, also, again, this is a fo- an argument at the moment because Motor Trend have completely effed up their Australian categories and set more mm. subscriber base. Yeah. But Motor Trend used to be available in Australia, um, well, readily available in Australia, mm. for, I think it was fourteen ninety nine from memory. Yep. And that had... NHRA drag racing. It had British Touring Car Championships. It actually had repeats of the V8 categories, or Australian supercars, with as much of the support categories as they could get off Foxtel, so yeah. to speak. It had racing from Bahrain. It had um, well, a whole bunch of stuff for $14. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to dispute what you're saying. I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but it comes out. That's why I had my phone out. I wasn't like texting someone or anything. I was working out, so it works out to eight dollars thirty-three per event. But the beauty is, you can watch it again and again. Yeah. Look, I, I am going to subscribe. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be part of the solution, Todd. Yeah. I'm not going to be part of the problem. That's me banging the table, saying I'm declaring that I'm going to be part of the solution. Look at that. It's come up like. <laughs> the computer there um i'm going to be part of the solution todd and i am going to subscribe and then uh we'll go from there but i I think it's fair value that's just my view i'm not here i'm not a spokesperson for the 400 thunder uh uh, i'm not a spokesperson for ovo either i'm not i'm not getting paid i just my opinion is that i think 49.99 for a year i think it's fair and i will be paying it um because i want to be part of the solution but yeah. Some people would argue that I shouldn't be paying it and that we should not, no one should pay for it and let yeah. them see what happens. I don't think that should answers, be on Speed Week. <laughs> I don't think that answers any problems. Yeah. I don't think that solves anything. No, it doesn't. But I do agree that the sport needs to come together. I think this sport needs to come together. Yeah. But at the end of the day, by me not subscribing, I don't see how that's going to happen either. Yeah, true. I mean, I guess it, in, on the flip side, I'm going to play the positive card here now. Hmm. is for you and I to jump on a plane and go to Sydney and or Willow Bank or wherever else they're going, Melbourne, Queensland, South Australia, I don't know. No, 400 Thunders, but basically between Sydney and Willow Bank. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But um, it's a lot cheaper paying, well, as you said, $8 to watch it any time. You can watch it many times as you want hmm. instead of a hundred, couple hundred dollar airfare there and back. Well, yeah, probably the best part of 500 bucks return hmm. and the rest of it. Even for residents, I'd pretty sure wizard is uh what 38 plus dollars for silver and gold is like 40 or even 50 i've heard for a rumor so i dare say there'd be people in sydney that hey i can sit at home with a pizza and watch this drag racing or i can go go away 50 bucks and you know that is a bit of a concern as well, but I mean, we do want people going there to the to the yeah, race. Which actually highlights the fact that they, I'm sorry, I know they need to make money, but as a spectator, you have made it very expensive for a lot of spectators. But that's mm. a whole other argument for a whole other time. Yeah. And not just in Wizard and Willow Bank and all that. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll wait for Simon to come back before I start that argument. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he has his views on it as well. Yeah. Which is... Um, 
not completely different to mine. Uh, look, I want to move on to Jeremy Clarkson's comments on F1. I know we're back on F1, but I just want to touch base on Jeremy Clarkson's comments. I think um, you you brought the video to my attention, but I, even if you hadn't, I think I would have found out about it. Yeah, uh, Absolutely ridiculous what he was talking about. I did not subscribe to anything he said. It was just absolute garbage. Was nah, he was, he was having a good old laugh. Anyway, let's just, I'm going to play a bit of it here. Well, number one, get rid of the stewards. Dangerous driving is what the fans want. So if somebody does dangerous driving, I'd give them an extra five, five championship points. I'm going to pause it there because he goes on to say some other dribble. Um, that's, seriously, I mean, he's yeah. on Dinkum. No, I don't. No, this is, this is contrived by, pardon the pun, Drive Tribe. This, yeah. is, this is purely, uh, this video itself has had 1.8 million views. Yeah, that's right. And it's got the Drive Tribe logo up there. Drive Tribe is not a bad site. I go there quite often. But yeah. this is to, to gain, I, I can't play this whole video because he goes, he swears quite a fair bit in it. And at the end of the day, it's just, um, just garbage. The one thing I do agree with what he said was to make the car stronger. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. You know. Um, he also went on to say further in the video that he didn't watch the British Grand Prix and chose to watch the cricket and the, the tennis. Now, this is Jeremy Clarkson we're talking about here. Yeah, from memory, he's the biggest F1 fan out of the three of them. Yeah, but then Lewis Hamilton won. I, I mean, seriously, he didn't watch it. I reckon he did. Oh, come on. Seriously. Unless he was at, you know, at the cricket or at Wimbledon and... Come on, Jeremy. I mean, you're better than that. Anyway, I think uh, I've taken the video for the the common the, yeah. the the um the comedic value it was supposed to be intended for. I would suggest. I don't. I don't believe that there was any. I don't believe there was any substance to what he was trying to. Yeah, I think it popped up on my Twitter feed or something at some ungodly hour, and just as I was playing at home, I decided to send it straight through to Nick at five minutes later and I believe it was 10 30 11 o'clock at night but yeah. I, I don't know I just don't I, got under- out of it, I just but... don't understand what the why he would say that with with the exception of trying to get views to drive tribe and get the the um traffic up on drive tribe anyway look on that note we'll take a break and we'll be back right after this Simon, thanks for joining us on episode 65 of the Talking Power podcast. You're on your phone and you're busy working away, so um, you can't be in the no, studio. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm at home. Oh. Uh, my wife's cooked uh, an awesome uh, meal, lamb shank. Oh. Lamb shank. Where was that? Just enjoying, enjoying it. Where's yours? Oh, I feel bad. Well, how There's about one we... left. There is one left. How about we call you back and... then? No, 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 we've just finished eating and I'm, I'm enjoying a, a, a nice glass of uh, red. Obviously not alcoholic because we're on community radio. Yeah, so. of course. No. <laughs> so, so tell us, you've been busy beavering away on, the, on some projects. Can you disclose what you're up to? So um, because my driving is so terrible, um, the crew decided that maybe... I should do less of it. <laughs> so so uh, Jamie from Shift Kits Australia has designed an auto shift setup okay. for uh, the BA. Uh, now, it is a little bit different to the conventional auto shift setups that are available at the moment. And, and the reason is 
the pressure that most of these transmissions run at for the shifting mechanism is quite high. It's yep. um, 250 psi on the uh, uh, Lenko drive that we run in BA Baracus. Mm-hmm. And um, you, it's hard to get a valve that will uh, operate at 250 psi, solenoid valve. Yep. So we've gotten these valves made um, to do that, and Jamie has made us a solid-state uh, relay box that talks the MSD. So we've got that. We've got the air throttle um, to put on the car, and uh, we've pulled the motor down and just checked it over. Now, if you remember, the last time we ran that was the last round of the radial, mm-hmm. uh, our little radial at the motorplex. Yeah. And we had to turn that car around really fast. So normally on a door slammer, you'll get between 45 minutes and an hour and a half to service your engine and get it ready for the next lap. Uh, We were basically getting told as soon as we got back to get the car ready. So that meant that we didn't have enough time to do the usual um, checkouts. So I was expecting that the bearings would have suffered quite a bit, particularly considering on that last pass I took off in top gear. Yep. Uh, but uh, surprisingly, everything looks really good. Okay. Uh, so, so what we're working on is to try and get the car ready for this Saturday. So uh, for those of you listening on the radio, that is today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, one of the workshops that has entered for the, the test day down there, Monster um, Talk has graciously offered us their spot if we want to go down and test. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to make it or not, but we're going to give it a good go. So if you're on your way to the track, we may be there, we may not be there. Okay. Well, that sounds really exciting. I know I know you're busy working away every night this week. So um, what else? Actually, Nick, Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm okay. not. No, you see, um, I did a deal with my wife, and she's going to let me race, but... Uh, I have to be home reasonably early. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well played, Nicole. Well played. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good news to hear anyway. So, look, I mean, yeah, we're looking forward to... to uh, that'll be Saturday the 27th of July, all going well. Um, even if it all doesn't go well, I mean, we'll still have the car, obviously, back together in, in the foreseeable future. So we look forward to seeing it out. Now, did you guys get a chance to catch any of the uh, uh, two-litre touring car action? We did. We, well, I saw some of the highlights. Todd, Todd also, saw more yeah, of it. Yeah, I saw some of the highlights as well. So, yeah. yeah. I've got to tell you, you know, I take back everything I said. That that was uh, the last round was really good to watch. Russell England, England there, the enforcer. Mm. Um, a lot of a lot of panel damage, a lot of panel <laughs> damage from those guys. Yeah, uh, a few guys couldn't make the start to the last race. Mm. Uh, I think that championship is going to be an exciting one to watch. Yeah, I mean, we heard had confirmation that Garth unfortunately isn't isn't able to uh, to participate for the rest of the season because he has TV commitments that conflict with the rest of the rounds. So that's that's unfortunate that we won't see him back. But I believe his wife Leanne is working on a 2020 deal to have her full time. 
Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and we also we we did speak about TCR earlier, Todd and I. But I wanted to know what your thoughts were on Bathurst. Oh, sorry, Bathurst supercars are blocking the TCR for the Adelaide 500. TCR have put their hand up to be a support race for Adelaide 500. Now, no, super... that, listen, they're never going to be a support race, Nick, because they're, they're a conflicting mm. entity. The reality is they're challenging. So you've got to understand the mainstay of the V8s, as we know it from the traditional Big Banger era, um, it's well and truly gone, and... and uh, the younger generation are more in tune with the TCR-style cars. Yep. Um, so I believe that the supercars see uh, the TCR cars as competition. Um, it's incredible that a series that's just started has got the TV coverage and the professionalism of teams as it does. Hmm. Um, now, remember, a lot of these teams are V8 supercar teams, and, and this is a, an you know, something like a, an annex that they've added onto their team yeah. to, to uh, uh, make uh, better use of their existing infrastructure and uh, get better economies of scale out of their business model. <laughs> so um, I, I believe that, that it, it is going to challenge uh, the supercars and I believe that the supercars uh, don't want to give them any, you know, slack at all. I, I, uh, I can completely understand them doing that. And, um, you know, it's one of these wait-and-see uh, things, Nick. We, we, um, the future of the supercars is something that is, you know, like that's the big question mark because yeah. um, uh, Holden's decision to run the um, uh, ZB mm. uh, rather than switching the Camaro, I, I don't understand that personally myself. I mean, the, the car isn't available. Um, it's not being produced. So it would make sense to switch to the Camaro and and try and relive a bit of nostalgia. Yeah, uh, Mustang versus Camaro, you know. But mm. um, uh, you know the the other side of the fence there, you've got the Golfs, you've got the the uh, Mitsubishi's, you've got the the BMWs. I mean, it, it's an exciting series to watch. Yeah, certainly yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I just want to touch base on something else as well. The release of the Corvette was this week, um, and it was a huge, huge reception right around the world. What did you think of the new Corvette, the mid-mounted version? Look, I haven't seen it yet, but my wife has told me that um, it's going to be around thousand dollars Australian, yeah. which is incredible. I mean, if that's the case, I tell you what. There's going to be some cheap Mustangs on the market. <laughs> I, I think she was she was very impressed by the car. Actually, she tagged me in a in a, a one of the releases. But yeah, it was huge. Um, even my it, it appeared on as I was saying before earlier on the podcast that it appeared on my wife's newsfeed as well. So hats off to the people at General Motors for being able to release a new car. I, we haven't seen this sort of fanfare for a long time. The mid-engine Corvair. Uh, sorry, Corvette dates back to, um, you know, the 90s. Mm. And, and even before that, there'd been a couple of concept cars, uh, yeah. Corvair-based, um, you know, that, that you could see were really uh, Corvettes in disguise by their styling, you know, very much the Stingray styling. Um, so it's no surprise that they went down this road. They're really going for that supercar appeal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, game on as far as competing against the Mustang, that no doubt about that. It suddenly makes the Camaro look like a bad deal. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I'm, I'm intrigued by that price. I, I, uh, 
I find it incredibly hard to believe that they could... I mean, look, there's no doubt that they could build a car like that with today's technology and, and being that it's a composite body uh, for that kind of money. It's just, um, uh, you know, I wouldn't have thought that they would. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, the other big news out of the US as well we had over the weekend was uh, Big Daddy Don Garlitz just set the new record for electric vehicle, electric dragster. So he went 7.22 at 189 mile an hour. So don't know if you'd heard that. Um, he's no, 87, and, he's and, 87 years old, Don Garlitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what, Nick? The, the guys who had the uh, record current eliminator yeah that record stood for a long time yeah and that they they were a bunch of amateurs so i mean i'm surprised that it took big daddy this long to do it uh, hats off to him for for doing it he mm. believes that uh, electric is the future of drag racing yeah. i also believe that but i i believe that um if we do it clinically it's not going to fly it mm. needs to be uh, very much barnstorming days, motors blowing up, fusing. There is a great video of current eliminator running and, it, and the uh, camera's mounted on the roll cage facing backwards. Yeah, you've shown and me that video. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I encourage everyone to check that out. You should probably put a link on there. Yeah. Um, there is like some sort of fusion flux where the space-time continuum is being warped <laughs> by the electric motors and the motors finally expire at the end of the track. And to me, that looked like 1960s top fuel racing yeah. all over again. Yeah, um, and I believe that if, if we're going to do this, we need to make a spectacle of it. Mm. Um, now, on that note, mm -hmm. uh, some door slammer guys have been uh, toying with the idea of putting a rule proposal into Andra mm -hmm. for a uh, modified version of top door slammer yep. um, called Outlaw Top Door Slammer. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the, the big difference is, is that the, uh, this class has been geared around, obviously, you know, with Pro Slammer and Thunder 400, they have made the conscious decision to only run at IHRA tracks now. Yep. Um, so the opportunity exists now for the Andrew tracks to run their own deal mm -hmm. and to make it uh, exciting for the spectators again because, you know, as much as we all like watching 560 passes, um, they've become like pro stock cars. They go straight down the groove. Yeah. They don't have any attitude. They're not really that exciting to watch. And they might as well be top alcohol cars mm. or, you know, pro stock cars for that matter because yep. if it's not out of control, it's not really entertaining. Mm. So what's been suggested is that um, these cars be limited to three years, yep. planetary-style transmissions or, or uh, OEM-style automatics. No lock-up converters, no lock-up clutches, uh, a MSD six-shooter uh, rather than the power grid ignition system, and all the componentry running the six-shooter uh, be uh, visible, all the wiring and so on, so there's no possibility for anyone to tamper with it and cheat, put any sort of traction control devices or anything like that. No two-steps. So the driver has to bring the car into stage mm. and set the RPM with his foot rather than uh, uh, just holding his foot flat. No auto shift. Uh, and the, here's the kicker. On the uh, PSI's, 125 over overdrive. 
and turbo cars and nitrous cars allowed as well, but must be mechanically injected on the turbo cars yep. and carbureted on the nitrous cars. Mm-hmm. So kind of trying to bring the car back to the uh, the cars back to the days of the IHRA, you yeah. know, where it was common to see 57 chevs racing against, you know, uh, uh, more modern cars, yeah. uh, rather than the, the um, Mustang Eliminator that it's become now. Well, Mustang and also Camaro. When you look at NHRA, it's become the Camaro Eliminator. You know, everyone's Camaro, going Camaro yeah. because it's the, the slippery body, it's its inherent body shape. No, that sounds quite exciting. Now, did I also hear you, someone mention as well Nitro too? Or was that my ears? Oh, yes, yes. I believe that, that, that in the rule proposal, they're, uh, they're suggesting uh, engines like you'll find in a nostalgia fuel uh, funny car. So, mm-hmm. uh, a 500 cubic inch, a eight, uh, sorry, 671 limited fuel pump, 32 gallon, I think, um, but on nitro. Yeah, okay. um, basically, to try and mix it up, make it exciting, make the cars a bit out of control, make them less clinical. Um, you know, pro stock. In the days that I started racing, it was exciting to watch because it would get the wheels up and, uh, you know, put on a bit of a show. Uh, mm. Whereas now, you know, they abort runs uh, if the car gets a little bit sideways because the aero is not very, you know, well, it's not that it's not very good. It's very, it's it's very aerodynamic and doesn't have a lot of downforce. So yeah. if the cars get sideways, it's very easy for them to blow over. So, you know, they're just trying to bring it back to where it was exciting. I don't know if you remember, Nick, when uh, Peter Capiris ran that 607, mm. um, they had to stop racing for about 15 minutes because the crowd went that wild. Yeah. When was yeah. the last time you saw that sort of reaction? No, nah, not for a long time. Not since then, really, to be honest. Not since then. I, I will say this. I watched the coverage of the uh, Winter Nationals, um, and you know what? As much as I hate to say it, the Thunder 400 uh, guys and Speed Week are doing a, a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, the top fuel was amazing to watch, and it was amazing that the championship went down to that final round. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, no, and uh, it's almost like history repeating itself in many ways, wasn't it? It was like we had that yeah. last year as well. And who would have thought that would come down to the same two again, duking it out in the final, but uh, in the final well, race. You know, so. the cream always rises to the top, Nick. Yep, no, that's true. That's very true. All right, Simon. Look, we'll let you get back to your um, yeah, back to well, the I've got dishes shape. to do, mate. Dishes oh. to do. <laughs> dishes to do. So, <laughs> and, great uh, chatting to you guys, and uh, thanks for the call. No worries, no worries. And uh, if anyone's heading down to the track on Saturday, make sure you they head on over and say hello to yourself. Yeah. Oh, I hope I hope at least one of you guys can make it down there. <laughs> I, th- I think Todd. Todd, am I correct? And you're you able to attend? Yeah, I'm going to try to head down, Simon. Yep, yep. No, Excellent. I'm a, I'm unable to attend, all but right. uh, all the best. I'll see you then. All right. All all right. right. Take care. Thanks, Simon. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 65, transmitting through 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. And you can also catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, and Listen Notes, or www.talkingpower.com.au. So, Todd, give us an update on the Evo. Start now. Okay. Well, um, 
unfortunately not doing Target West. Yep. Um, due to some circumstances sort of outside of my control mm-hmm. and also something in my control. Yep. Um, basically, the car was held up a little bit getting into my delivery. Yep. Which meant I missed some key events that would have been some good seat time. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, my co-driver and I have sort of decided, hey, nah, we don't want to just go out there and all guns blazing. Because yeah. as I keep harping on and on, I don't know why it's in my head, but keep it safe. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been the best idea. Um, also, I had a good, another good friend of mine sort of reach out to me and go, you're a bit silly if you try and put the car together in, in the space of a couple of weeks and go out there and go helpful leather. I think even oh, it was strictly off air, but I think Mark as well may have yeah. hinted at that as well. So it was when... people like Mark's opinion as well, even or Denver. He also went, yeah, you're a bit, bit crazy. Hmm. So, uh, and as I said, I mean, the other thing is I've actually had a sort of a, a job change, which I spent a good two or three weeks of my life trying to find a new job and sort all that out, which unfortunately I'm not complaining, but that's two weeks or well, three weeks of no income. Yeah. And no time to work on a car. Mm. And that, at this time, injunction was enough to put me behind. Yep. So, yeah, now it's just a case of I'll be spectating on that weekend. Yep. The, the car, of course, will be at our stand, Talking Power stand, um, yep. on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. The celebration of motorsport. So, yeah. head down there and you'll see myself. And Todd will be there if he's available as well with the... Yeah. I'll look after your car if you have to head off. Yeah, no worries. Um, um, I'll be a Commodore. Yeah, I'll be uh, floating around up in 2J and that on the Saturday as well. So mm-hmm. if you see me out there, I'll have the car stick it up, come and say hi. Yeah. Um, we'd love to chat, have a chat to some of the, the fans and some of the, well, if there's some people listening that are spectating um, and not competing, yeah, come have a chat. Yeah, come and, come and have a chat with us, yeah. uh, at, even at the Celebration of Motorsport, or if you see Todd flying around in the Evo, but it will be on our stand. On uh, hasn't had confirmation of our site number yet, but if you go yeah. to the Celebration of Motorsport, you're bound to find us. We'll be there, and we'll have the tent set up, and hopefully it's not raining. If it is, we'll sit inside the tent. <laughs> Don't jinx us yet. If it is raining, you'll see me floating around with the Rally Art umbrella. I've got the official umbrella for the car. Okay, all right. Yeah. Collector's item. I think it's more of a collector's item than the actual car is the umbrella. So there you go. So, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be there anyway. So I urge all of our listeners to come over and say hello and uh, you can get a free Talking Power sticker for your your car. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, um, while we're there, uh, the the week after the um, Target West celebration of motorsport, we'll also, I'll be at the Gwallop Shopping Center Gwellup Shopping Centre for Show and Shine. That's an initiative we're doing for Racing for NMDI. Uh, it's a charity and uh, we'll be there. We'll have about, um, we're hoping to get about 50 odd cars, still bumper cars there. If you're interested, reach out to me at um, info, I-N-F-O, at talkandpower.net and I can point you in the right direction or head to our Facebook page. And I'll be sharing a link there. You need to register your car beforehand. So just but drop us an email and I'll point you in the right direction. That will be at the Gwallop Shopping Centre on the 18th of August uh, from 9 to 1. Uh, in the event of inclement weather, Todd, we're pretty we're well organised. We've also scheduled to have it on the following Sunday. If we have to cancel the 18th, we can have it on the the following Sunday. So the, the people at Gwallop Shopping Centre, Prime West, have been very, very helpful in allowing us to do that. So we've got to back. Now, if it rains both Sundays, well, I can't help you. We're just plain unlucky. 
<laughs> so that that will be the Sunday the 18th of August. So that'll be still bumpered sort of car show. Uh, a lot of local uh, cars that will be there, uh, but it's to raise money for the racing for NMDI. It's an inherited version of motor neurone disease. And Sue does a lovely job there of heading that, that charity up. So we look forward to seeing everyone there. Todd, also tell us a bit about... Um, Tony Longhurst and his Garage 25, you pointed me in this direction, I didn't actually even know anything about it. Yeah, I was sort of floating around on the internet, having a look at a few things on the weekend, uh, unfortunately wasn't feeling the best, so uh, no. sat inside and just did some internet, yep. <laughs> and not the way some people are thinking, but just did some internet, and uh, yeah. He uh, had a quite impressive car collection, a lot more than I actually thought. I knew God, he, I was amazed. I knew he had a few, but mm. I never realised he had such a large collection. So, uh, yeah, he's opened up his, well, um, his boatworks complex, yeah. which was another sort of, okay. Yeah. And uh, put on, uh, yeah, a lot of his cars on display and et cetera, et cetera. And the whole thing's kicked off because it's a $100 million expansion. Mm-hmm. of this complex yeah. and uh, I again didn't even realise he had this complex which I think I've said but uh, it, yeah I know his father yeah. actually was the original developer for Dreamworld uh, and actually broke ground himself and built the Dreamworld himself so I know he sold that many years ago but I think they're, they're not short of a dollar the old Longhurst family well there you go so mm. yeah and yeah. I mean and back in the day they did have some pretty good sponsors on their cars yeah so, I don't know what to say that. I have to beat myself out there. No, I, I was highly inappropriate. I was trying to stop you, but but I don't think that brand exists anymore, does it? Doesn't matter. I don't think I'm allowed to say okay. it. Okay. And I certainly don't condone that brand either. Never smoked no. a day in my life. Oh, there you go. So I certainly don't condone that. Oh, it's beeped out anyway. Consider yeah. it done. Okay. Todd, it's been a pleasure having you in uh, for this podcast. Uh, much appreciated, and thanks to Simon for joining us on the phone. Hey, um. So you can catch us. The website will be very new shortly. I'll be doing... I've almost finished the new website. You guys yep. haven't seen it yet, but you will. I'll give you... I don't want to show it to you yet until it's almost there, and then you can have a private viewing of it. It sounds a bit sus, doesn't it? Uh, a little bit, but hi. I think private I, viewing. I think it was the wink and the tap of the nose, Nick, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on that note, Todd, uh, we'll close this one here, and thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, if you're listening today mm. in the Allenbrook area, yes, head down to Bunnings yes. for the sausage sizzle. Yeah, twenty. So if you're getting this podcast or this uh, on the twenty seventh, not yeah. not the one, not the week after on the repeat, but if yeah. you're on the twenty seventh, head down to Bunnings in Allenbrook and say hello to the people of um, eighty eight point five FM. They will be manning the sausage sizzle, and please buy a sausage. Yep. And, um, yeah, that'll help them out as we speak right now. So that's the 27th of July. But if you're getting this this on the repeat the week after... Too late. Yeah, too late. Sorry. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> so 27th of July, they'll be there all day. Bunnings, Allenbrook, Saturday. And if you're heading to the track um, for the private uh, test day, also if Simon makes it on time, say hello to him over there as well. Yeah. All right, Todd, thanks for joining us. All right, Nick, thank you. All right, take care. See ya. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.